To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Simon Wilson, senior writer, NZ Herald, and Trish Shearson. Shearson Willis, PR, are on a huddle. Good evening. Good evening. Simon. Hello. Simon. Hello, everybody. Simon, uh, the, the rules, do they make sense to you? How, how do you feel about them? Um, I, I suppose how I feel about them is um, I'm very aware of trying to stay in well-ventilated spaces. Um, I wear a mask if I'm uh, going into inside in a public area, and I'll keep doing that. Um, uh, my view is that the government is balancing what people are prepared to put up with with the health risks, um, and it always has to do that. You, you can't have rules that people are just going to ignore. Um, it's got to it's got to have a feel for that, and so therefore um, we're going to be in a slightly riskier environment now than we were before. Um, it, uh, and and at the same time, we have passed, seem to have passed the Omicron peak. So although um, it's still serious. Um, it's perhaps not quite as serious as it was last week. Now, I know, I know Simon's a mask wearer. I'm a mask wearer as well. I will make sensible decisions based on my, my own cognitive. Uh, Trish, yes, and here's my question for you. Why does the government have to be so prescriptive about where and where we can and cannot wear masks? Well, I think that's kind of um, just, you know, what they're used to doing. But if we step back from the minutiae of the rules, I mean, I think it is really great news today. After two years, this is a massive step forward uh, for everyone. And I think in particular, we've talked about this a lot, but restaurants have been doing it so hard, the events business, etc. This will just be amazing news for them. Uh, do you think, Simon, they should have told us this a little earlier? I mean, two weeks ago, they were they were hoping that this would happen. Then it happened, and so suddenly, just before Easter, we can no, do it. I, I think Hipkins is right. The, the numbers are, have started to come down, but they've only really just started to come down, so it doesn't surprise me that, uh, that they waited for that. Um, I suppose I'm also thinking that, you know, the rules for hospitality and for passion on the dance floor uh, are, th- are there for the reality that people are going to take their masks off to eat and drink. Yeah. It doesn't mean that sitting in a bar or a restaurant is inherently safer mm-hmm. um, than sitting in an airport terminal. That's not the case at all. You know, it's just that they, if you're going to have them open, then mm-hmm. you've got to allow the masks to come off. And passion on the dance floor, I guess the reality is that um, there will be some more passion yeah. after the dance floor. And, yeah. and oh, Yes, exactly right. I've just had a text a while back saying supermarkets really just need to rebrand themselves as nightclubs with shopping options. <laughs> so, so I want to ask Trish one, one uh, last question. Do you think this was the right time to announce it? Was it too soon or too late? I think probably the timing is about right, but you know if we're really real about it, it's again it's it's a balance of political and and uh, science. But I think it's more that they couldn't hold us in red anymore because um, number one, people are um, over it, and number two, uh, I think the the risk is is definitely fading. Yeah, Trish Shearson, welcome back to the huddle with Simon Wilson and Trish Shearson, and I'm Andrew Dickens. So the Supreme Court has agreed to hear a voting age challenge from the Make It 16 group. Uh, This group believes it's age discrimination that 16 and 17-year-olds can't vote, so they took it to the Court of Appeal. And the Court of Appeal agreed with that. But then you have to do a formal declaration of inconsistency with the Bill of Rights, which the Court of Appeal did not do, uh, because they said this is a political issue, not something that the the court should actually tell uh, the world to do. So 
Simon, uh, I'll start with you. First of all, should 16- and 17-year-olds vote? You know, the splendid thing about our democracy is that any fool can vote. And I mean that really sincerely. You know, we everybody can. And that's, that is an enormous strength. Um, if we had a system where we started saying, you're smart enough or you know enough so you can vote, uh, we would effectively be captive to all sorts of really powerful and insidious interests. So the fact that everybody can vote uh, is, is, is marvellous. But I cannot think of a single reason why a 16-year-old inherently is less able to cast that vote than many, many, many of the people who write to me all the time with their really peculiar uh, points of view. <laughs> OK, what do you think, Trish? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with Simon, actually. I mean, I, I'm in the thick of uh, a, a 16 and 17-year-old group most of the time, and I have to say, I often think, you know, they are a lot smarter than a lot of adults I come across, and I, and I think they've got probably a lot more uh, in-depth views often and do a lot more thinking on things than um, others, and I think absolutely they should be able to vote. And let's not forget that, you know, at their age, um, they are the ones who are going to have to live with a lot of the political decisions that are made in the next electoral cycle. So I think absolutely. Wow. Uh, what about, well, see, I don't agree with it. I think 18 is roundabout right. It's all been right for so long. Uh, and I know there's all sorts of inconsistencies, but there we go. But here's the thing, Simon, I'm getting loads of people texting in and they have all the way along saying this would politicise our education system in that uh, debates about politics between, you know, basically year 12s and year 13s would actually really be debates about politics. But those debates happen in schools now and we should have more of them. School kids in, in, in high schools should be having lots of political debates. It should be part of the curriculum that they learn civics uh, and they engage in civic activity and engage in civic thinking. Now, I don't see the problem with having people encouraged to think about politics. All right, Trish, what about the people who say you should be able to vote if you're paying tax? Oh well, I think again that's a, that's a nonsense, and that doesn't that doesn't happen in reality anyway. Um, and I also think that's a great point that Simon raised. You know, we do have an issue across Western democracies, in particular, younger voters. Uh, tuning out of politics and not voting and again if it's there's a way to get them engaged earlier because all the research shows that if you vote first time around when you're eligible you're more likely to do that as a habit going uh, you know as you're an adult if you don't first time then you're unlikely to do it so mm. this could be also a way to get young voters more engaged and make sure they do participate Simon Wilson what's the OCR rate? One <laughs> percent. No, it's one point five. Hasn't it? It's just gone up. It's just gone up. Yeah. Sorry. What do you What do you it make of those? Yesterday. <laughs> yes, I know. Sorry, I got gotcha. you. And what do you make of those gotcha moments in journalism? Well, I would like to think that our political leaders knew everything, and I would particularly like to think they knew how economies work, were up to date with the economic numbers um, and the things that are important in that sphere. But I would also like to think that they understood what it was like to live on benefit, that they understood how climate change is impacting us, how um, a whole lot of things were important. Mm -hmm. And you go for, you know, gotchas, gotchas catch politicians out usually when they have forgotten something or um, they're not totally on top of their portfolio, perhaps, 
Um, but most of the time, I think um, it's easy to make much more of it than, than you see in, in reality. Sorry, Trish, we've run out of time. But, but, <laughs> no, I think Simon was very eloquent. The only thing I was going to say is I think it goes a bit deeper than that with, with often our, our politicians, and it's more a question of overall competency, which we have seen around this cabinet this week. Yeah. And remember, this also uh, was started because of Albanese, who is wanting to be the leader, and those are the sorts of numbers you ought to know.